Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Emerge From Your Box podcast. I've got a super amazing guest today. Her name is Pauline Wong, and we actually met in a video challenge some time ago. I got forgotten to know Pauline, and I really, really am humbled to bring Pauline for you guys um, on today to listen to her amazing crisis to courage story. So without further ado, welcome, Pauline. Thank you. Such a pleasure to be here with you and, yeah, just be able to have this opportunity to have this space to share you are so so welcome there are so many people that I know will benefit from leaning into you know your journey um, I've heard snippets of it but let's hear it from you mm. where do I even begin <laughs> it's been a long journey hey um, I actually um, I'll go I'll take you back to sort of the beginning of where it sort of started where I became conscious of my journey which was probably at the age of seven. Um, and so at seven, um, I, my heart broke actually um, for the first time. And it was um, due to like my parents actually um, breaking up. Um, and it was, it was a little bit of a journey until the, the actual divorce, they actually got separated. But I think that really rocked my world at that time and um, because it was it in the normal, I guess, well, I don't know what the normal is, but um, typically if, as, I, as I've grown up, I've realized that um, the trend is that usually like when um, there's a male and female relationship, um, because the female gives birth to the child, that the, um, the male, sometimes when there's conflict, the male leaves. But in this case, um, uh, my, my mother actually left because she had a lot of conflict within herself that was unresolved. Um, and a bit of background was that my parents are refugees. So they came from Vietnam together, escaped from the war, came to Australia, down to the little town of um, South Australia in Adelaide. Mm -hmm. And then they sort of developed their entrepreneurship, built a few businesses back then, became very successful. Um, and then eventually somewhere along the line, I remember as a child, I was um, hearing a lot of uh, arguments between my parents as I was growing up and then very feeling very confused about it all, didn't really know what was happening. Um, and then it was to this very pivotal moment where we actually took it, like we started going on a, a few family holidays for a number of years. And then on one of the holidays, um, I remember we went to Canada and um, my mum actually, she, she had an ex-partner who lived in Canada at the time. And they actually, um, we, like, we met up with them, stayed at their place. For some weird reason though, like during the night, um, there was some commotion going on and um, realised that my mum was um, obviously doing something behind closed doors with the, the ex. Um, mm -hmm. my, my father, he found out about it. And then there was this whole like fight breakout that I witnessed. Um, as I was like in the middle of the night waking up like what is going on um, and then I remember when we returned from that trip that um, that was when it all fell apart that was when it was like they ended it officially and then mm -hmm. I just remember there was just lots of chaos that I didn't understand um, but I think there a was lot. one that's a lot for a young child to experience you know in very early years of life so I can see how that's been imprinted in your mind and possibly to cause a bit of a domino effect in your own life yes yep definitely it's um it's very it's affected um, my life my relationships and all of my decisions um thinking that maybe coming from a broken family that I wasn't worthy of love and that um 
I maybe was quite afraid of committing to relationships as well. So there was a lot of turmoil as I was growing up, but I remember feeling like um, eventually when my, my mother abandoned like the family, um, she ended up sort of taking all of the, the money, like all the money, as, as like Asian kids, we have like birthday money given to us and jewelry and all of these things. And I remember I had like even a joint account with her, like as a child. And I remember it just all being swept away. Like one day I came home, there was, I had no bank account. I had like no jewelry. There was like nothing. And then um, my father told me that we, um, that she ended up, um, you know, to settle everything. She wanted to take everything and he had to like basically pay her back. Um, for, to keep the furniture, to, to get the custody. Like there was just a lot of things that I didn't understand at the time. And so pretty much like that's why I, I guess my world was rocked from that end. And I was like, well, um, I started, that was the earliest memory of when I was conscious. That was sort of how I started my journey. And then from then it was just more about, well, discovering or um, how do I sort of navigate this world as a little girl? Um, and how do I sort of form my identity as like a girl, a, f a female um, into like womanhood and just going through that as I guess a, with a single father. Um, I was well. going to say for a young girl at that age, you know, um, a mother plays a certain role and for that absence to come about for you very young, um, it would have impacted or may have, I'm not sure, I mean, you can share that, um, how you developed as a woman, definitely. Mm, yeah, so it, um, I felt like as I was growing up, there was a lot of volatility, like I couldn't in terms of what, what was happening, like I, I couldn't really focus or really um, achieve uh, like what, when I was going through school, I didn't feel that I could match up to other people. So I had this sort of need to prove myself all the time to like try and define what success was. And um, my only model of the world at the time was uh, my father, who was, um, he, he worked all the time um, owning a restaurant and, you know, trying to survive and help us get, make it through. Um, I remember he took me to a lot of extracurricular activities so that I could keep my mind active and away from feeling like I was going in a hole. Mm. Um, and then my other role model was my sister who was, um, we had an age gap of 12 years, but she, um, yeah, like she was very successful. She, you know, became a dentist and all of that. Um, however, like as I was growing up, she did move away when I was like 12. So it's still, I had to kind of still navigate, even though I had a guardian on my side and my father, it was still really difficult. So a lot for a 12 year old kid to, you know, just need to grow up and just basically make it happen that's you know most 12 year olds I get it because I've got a younger sibling as well at the age of 12 I was doing nappies so you know I can imagine the kind of pressure that you were going under with everything that had happened up until that point and then also having your sister leave you which was you know like your your comforter I guess how do you cope with something like that what's going through your mind as you're transitioning from you know what's happened to where you ended up as a 12 year old I mean there's a lot of children out there at the moment that have experienced, you know, families splitting up and some of them never go inwards to retrace the steps of what actually was the first moment like you did to become conscious of, you know, maybe the one thing or the biggest event in their life that caused a whole bunch of other events as a result. Yeah, it was really hard to cope. I think I spent a lot of the time actually trying to avoid. I was going into that extremity 
of um, avoiding uh, confronting how I felt about things, um, mm -hmm. feeling like um, I had a lot of anger and sadness inside of me. And it, I just like learned to bottle it up. I was like, I'm not going to express it. I didn't want to feel weak. I didn't want other people to know that like, um, first of all, my history and, um, and that um, and that I had all these pelt up emotions as well. Um, yeah, so that would that that's a lot of shame to carry around as a kid. You're just a kid. Mm, yeah, and I think there's a lot of self comparison that happens. That's actually quite like causes a lot of suffering in terms of when I was going through like my schooling years and all that, and even university. Like um, seeing other happy families or other friends that had um, you know like a full a full family with lots of love. I um I was jealous of that, and um, but. But the good thing is I did eventually work, I guess, um, when I transitioned into like the um, high school years, I did have like some close friends who had families that welcomed me in. So I almost became like a daughter to, you know, some of my friends' family. So I think like having a support group or a peer group or some kind of, you know, relationship with others really helped me observe and figure out like, um, you know, what a loving family is and how to slowly over time have some self-love and that it's okay to come from that kind of background as well. It doesn't, you know, sort of I have to separate my identity from what happened to me. Yeah, I can totally relate to that because, you know, very similar environment growing up. There was a lot that happened and that I saw as a kid that I should never have been exposed to. But, you know, I guess they're only doing the best they can. And I totally understand that. But, yeah, I had the same void to fill. I remember being, you know, in my teenage years and loving going to my friends' houses because they would do normal things like, you know, Sunday lunches together or, you know, everybody. Mm -hmm at the table just uh you know the perception of normality it, in hindsight there was a lot going on in their families as well but at least I had that foundation which I personally never had um you know growing up so yeah I mean I think a lot of people can relate to that and you know again you know well done for being a 12 year old and dealing with all of this <laughs> yeah I mean it's um it in hindsight, it was such a blessing in a sense. Like when I was able to make more sense of it, um, I would say like around the age of 26, um, I actually ended up getting quite burnt out like from all the striving and the proving and feeling like I needed to, to prove myself somehow to feel like I was worthy to be able to um, show that all the hard work that my father and my sister and, you know, that they had sort of put in to nurture me to grow up that I felt that I could sort of repay that in a way. So that was like a motivating factor. Yeah, and fit in, yeah. I mean, at that age, you're like, I just want to fit into the families that are functioning well, you know. I don't want to be that girl that comes from a dysfunctional background and without a mom and all of that. Yeah, I totally understand that. <laughs> mm. And the judgment of, like, um, of society, like when I was getting into early relationships, I remember, like, my um, boyfriend's families at the time, they'd be like, oh, she's she's come from a broken family so then therefore she's dysfunctional and it might happen again in the future that she will you know she's no good because she's damaged goods and like she's going to affect you <laughs> so I was like and, and then that even gave me more fuel you know to feel like oh I'm going to prove people wrong that like I'm actually I'm not like that you know but it took a while like it wasn't like an instant thing it just helped made me more angry about everything yeah, I love that. And the, and here's the thing for people listening. Anger can work in your favour if you channel that energy into a positive goal, which it sounds like 
exactly what you did and you know I can relate to that again I remember going through a breakup and at the time I was so unfit but I used that anger emotion you know all that pain inside me to drive me to become like really fit you know and it was like Mm. well if you don't want me then watch this you know yeah (laughs) spiteful about um, it came from a good place, you know, again, like yourself, I just wanted to feel worthy and loved. And it sounds like, you know, yeah, again, for people listening, if it is something that you're experiencing, it's totally okay to feel angry, but just get centered in the decisions you make while you're in that state and channel that energy towards something that's constructive, not destructive. Like Pauline yeah. has to completely flip your life around. Like you have if you had not told me this, I never would have known that about you because you just you're just calm and really approachable and easy, you know. Um and that's the thing. You just never know what's going on behind someone's, you know, reality now and the past that drove them to be who they are. So Thank you for sharing that. And I know it goes deeper than this. Yeah. And I just like, I like want to add there as well that, um, you know, like it, it's, it's sort of taken me a long time to get the peace, to get to come to peace with what's happened and be happy and fulfilled with um, where I'm at in myself as well. And, and that, um, and in order to sort of some people may carry a lot of their past with them into the future and sort of a lot of those experience and emotions keeps playing up even though, you know, like they think that it's been solved, but actually it might be swept under the rug. And that like uh, my biggest advice, um, I guess from my own personal experience is is to actually like when the time is right to be okay with like going back and maybe confronting and acknowledging what's happened and then finding ways to accept accept what's happened and and then how to, to sort of formulate a way to move forward from that would sort of help to deepen the fulfillment and the self-love. Yeah, it's something that I think and I love that we're both passionate about because growing up and, you know, this might be a generalisation, it might be not, but this is something that I've experienced personally. Growing up in an Asian family, you tend to not talk about emotion. So these things are sometimes, um, you know, thoughts and feelings that people suppress. And I like really encourage people to take that you know retrace their steps reconnect to the inner child go back to that first moment like you did in your moment of awareness and consciousness where you realize okay well that was kind of a really big thing that shaped all of my feelings and decisions around how I function in life today because if you don't it is going to sit at the surface and it will play out in different parts of your life without you even realizing sometimes that that's actually the core issue of why you are the way you are or why you've attracted certain people and things and events into your life so totally agree with you I highly recommend that if it's um you know something you're experiencing just reach out just ask Just ask somebody, you know, it doesn't even have to be someone in your family because sometimes and often it is someone in your family that's probably caused that or even within your circle of friends. Mm. You know, Pauline's available to reach out to. I'm available to reach out to. If you don't like us, that's fine. Reach out to somebody that can, you know, hold that space for you. So, yeah, Yeah. just make sure that people are aware that that's always an option to ask for help. Never feel that shame to open up and ask for help. Yeah, and I mean, speaking from my own experience and maybe even for you as well, it's like um, having the courage to go and ask for help has led me to the biggest change I've ever had in my whole life. And I've had, well, maybe three external people from my family that I've managed to reach out to. And that's really helped to shape the last five years of my life to become sort of, you know, who I am now. 
um, but it's a constant evolution, you know. And the thing is, life is like all ebbs and flows. It's downs and ups, and um, it's not about like the pursuit of happiness. But happiness is is the choice. Yeah, so. it's all about returning to our natural state. And our natural state when we're born is just being loving being. But for some reason, events happen and we forget to be who we are. But and you know, like you said, just reach out. You know, because by reaching out, yes, it is going to raise things. It's going to feel like, oh, my God, you know, I'm not good enough because I've got to ask for help now. I'm supposed to be an adult and have all my shit together. But the Mm. thing is, and reality is that we all have been through some sort of, you know, event or situation where we've needed the guidance or somebody else to lean on that's been through that before. You know, and sometimes it could be as simple as, you know, imagine you just had somebody to speak to about this, not even do anything, just literally open up and share your feelings and just have them listen sometimes people would need just that so yeah i'll stress again for people listening if there's something going on that just doesn't feel right don't try and work it out and explain it yourself just speak to somebody else about it that's right and also the benefits of that is having someone that um you know you trust but also um someone who's non-judgmental like a you know uh, objective to the situation as well whereas like that's the whole point you were making that sometimes you don't get that objectivity when um you have it's your family or your close relationships who know you too well from the past they will always see you in that way like it's like for example um I moved away from home like a long time ago but then when every time I go back to my family and it's like re, like the past comes back and it's like they, they only see me as that little Pauline from, you know, a long time ago. But I know within myself like just that the change has come about. But as in when I go there, I still feel the same feelings of being like they only see me this in this certain light but I'm so much more than that or I've changed so much more. But you only get that perspective when you step away from it. Yeah, 100%. People can only meet you at the level that they've met themselves. So if you've taken, you know, broken away from the chain and gone on your own self-development journey growth and they haven't done that, they're going to anchor you back to, you know, little Pauline that was, you know, really shy and just like noodles or whatever it is that they remembered (laughs) you as, you know. It's the same with me. It doesn't matter how much um, I evolve in my years. You know, my mom still calls me little girl. Like I'll always be that little you know, scared, shy girl to her when, you know, now you can probably see that it's the opposite. But <laughs> mm, but they only see the certain sides of you that they want to see. Yeah, well. And here's the thing as well. I'm going to say this and I say this with love. Sometimes in life, the reason you are where you are is because you are listening to your family and friends. And I say that with love because they only want the best for you. They only want from their point of view what it is that, you know, they think is good for you, but maybe they don't really know you. So take the time to get to know yourself, just like you have, Pauline. Had you not gone on this, you know, adventure within your own mind, um, you would be a different person today. You might have moved back. You know, you might have just gone, okay, well, now they accept me and I do want to feel worthy and fit into them. You know, it could have been a totally different trajectory. Um, yeah, that's right. And when, like, um, whether it's trauma or certain events, negative events happen in our lives, there's usually two, two ways to go about it. So it's either you take it and, like you said, you take it constructively and you go in that sort of direction and take it as growth or you could go down the spiral and just, like, keep going deeper in the hole and that's where like when I I reflect back to my experience there were many opportunities where I could just turn to drugs 
I did feel that like I was like oh like I, I got myself in surroundings of people who were like in gangs and all of these stuff like back in the days um, as I was growing up and I was like you know quite easily um, I would have been quite tempted to go down that route because mm -hmm. when you know you kind of see like the well what's the point of go like growing from this or what's the point of finding different positive things to do if I didn't have those extracurricular activities um, I would have you know, been quite strongly influenced by other crowds. And I would have thought, well, you know, if it feels good, you know, sometimes um, taking drugs or other like psychedelics or other things, sometimes it feels good for people to escape their problems. And so they can easily go down the rabbit hole of that and end up in a very different place than, you know, where they were. Um, and I thought many occasions when I look at my life going back, um, there were many opportunities for that which I was like, oh, yeah, should I go there? But then there was another pool, obviously, like I felt I saw the other side of there's Your other higher people. Self. <laughs> higher self, whatever it is you want to call it, like there's other people who are doing well for themselves who have gone through certain things as well. And if they could do it, why couldn't I? So I just saw it from that perspective. Hey, like these people were more encouraging than these people. So, you know, like um, if you ever find yourself in those situations to really, um, it, I guess, it's really up to you what choice that you go down. But if you do go down one way, there's no right or wrong. But then eventually, you know, life will always bring you back into balance. And so, you know, you may find that um, that's not really the path and you can always change later. Um, so yeah, I totally agree, 100%. And this is the thing, right? You know, I have nothing against people that choose those kinds of addiction as well because that's their way of coping, you know. And there's, mm. addiction is everything. Addiction is TV, it's drugs, it's alcohol, it's food, you know, whatever vice um, people are using, at least they're exercising some sort of strategy to try and not end their life right there and then, right? So mm. that's the kind of perspective that I've sort of, um, you know, over the years come to realize like it wasn't always like that I, I did used to look back and go you know you know you've grown up in a family with everything and all the things why are you a cocaine addict you know what's wrong with you I if anyone should have been on drugs it should have been me I went through that spiral in my own head and that pity party with the why me and why not you you've got everything how come this happened you know mm. yeah. it's so important again for people listening to if that is something that you're turning to, to mask the emotions that are really causing the core issue to come and play out in your life in many different scenarios, and you're only doing that to numb it, um, find a way to just talk to somebody to get out of that way of life, because you will be forced to come back into balance, like you said, and find your actual path. We're here for a purpose. You know, I don't know what you guys listening believe in, but I truly believe that we're here to do something bigger than ourselves you know to contribute in some mm. way so yeah I really like Pauline said you know you've used your your emotions and fuel to basically not be like and not compare to but aspire to people that were driving something in life which was you know bigger than just surviving and that's mm. really important yeah and I, I think if if the thing is like if that didn't happen to me or these series of events, same like with other people, if the negative events never happened, then I wouldn't be the person I am now and I wouldn't have, you know, the desire that I have now to help others on this journey or to get through from their pain to their freedom and fulfilment um, or get out of their fear. There's fears to like to get into this sort of, you know, positive headspace. So mm -hmm. it's really been a, like a driving force for me to be able to now open this next chapter up 
and to, to, to find my purpose in this sense as well. So I really do believe that, you know, the cliche thing is that everything happens for a reason and all of that. But like, um, that's why I think I don't really judge people for going down, you know, the rabbit hole of the, the negative events that happen. I actually see it in a positive way where like, well, you know, it doesn't matter if it happens to them and they had to deal with it for like 20 years or whatever it is. Um, the main the main thing is that, you know, if they want to, they can get through it and with that experience really drive them to the next chapter of their lives. Yeah, 100%. No matter where you've been planted, you've got the opportunity to just draw a line in the sand and say, you know, that's it. I don't want this life anymore. I've met many people, you know, some people that we know mutually as well that have spiraled from, you know, it, it all came back to self-worth and self-love. That was the core of it all. And once they realized that that was self-destructing as opposed to, you know, um, actually taking steps towards what they actually were after, which was love and connection, um, you know, they made the decision within themselves. So, yeah, for people listening, it's not about judging people when you see what they're going through. It's about having that bigger, higher level of understanding that this is just the way that they're trying to cope right now. And if you can offer an ear or if you're someone that's listening and you need an ear, like just find a way to just communicate that. Don't, you know, try not to feel like you can't because you can. I mean, Pauline, you just shared your story about, you know, being abandoned as a kid by your mother and going through all these emotions as a teenager. And being a teenager is hard enough, especially with hormones as a woman, and then adding all of that on top of it. (laughs) (laughs) oh yes that's life and that's the thing is that as I delve more into this world of personal development um, self-help whatever you want to call it is that I find that you know as humans when we're born into this world and we have the opportunity to live is that um, there's going to be suffering because that is sort of you know that's the reality is that you get the opportunity to like make the most of your life Um, but with that there's always going to be suffering And the more that we lean into that and the more that we use that to fuel sort of our actions and behaviours and what we want to sort of leave behind in this world, then then that makes it worth it as well. Yeah, and here's the thing about suffering, right? If you're not wearing your heart on your sleeve and you're not feeling these emotions and going through life and it's like a mouse wheel, are you really living? This is just my perspective and I could be totally biased, but... I feel exactly the same way about what you just shared. I would not wish upon anyone some of the things that I've been through, but I wouldn't take a second back because for me, like yourself, it's shaped who I am. It's built that character, you know, it's instilled that resilience and it's given me the, oh, yeah, whatever, that was yesterday, you know, tomorrow's a new day. Like we Mm -hmm. just keep going because if not, then what else, you know? (laughs) Yeah, what else? Life is going to just throw you in all different directions. It's like up to your choice whether you want to, carry that or do you want to do something different and change the story moving forward yeah exactly so yeah let's go deeper back into your story if you want to share what is next what what else oh my god what else do I want to share um let's go back to the 26 in terms of care so we've talked about the past and then talk about the the transition to change um I remember when um there was a there was a time when I was fed up with proving myself 
and proving that I was successful and trying to find all different ways to do it through changing careers multiple times, trying to, you know, be something else, be someone else, like all of these things. And then it got to the point where I just felt very lost in within myself. And I went home from work one day and I sat on the table and I just started crying for no reason. And I couldn't understand like why I was like feeling this way, but I was overwhelmed with emotions. Um, and so I felt that that was one of the lowest points in my life after obviously the first the first childhood trauma and then moving onwards. Um, I, I was like feeling like I don't didn't know if it was a career crisis or identity crisis or what it was, but I felt, um, you know, I don't want to put a label on it, but I when at the time I mentioned to someone that I felt depressed. Mm. So um, I ended up um, having a friend come over and like I couldn't work out why, but I, I couldn't really, I saw the future as being very bleak, I remember. I didn't know like, um, you know, what was the purpose of being here. Um, now that I've exhausted all of my career opportunities and like all of the things, it still didn't feel like it was satisfying me. And I like was like confused, like what else do I do? After I've changed many jobs and I've tried all multiple things, I still didn't work out what it was that made me happy. And then at that time, um, you know, my friend said, just like what we've been talking about, maybe you need to get some help, just a different perspective. And then I thought, right, like um, I need to do something about this. Otherwise, I'm going to feel like this for a long time and I wouldn't know what to do and it'd just get worse. So I ended up, um, yeah, doing a bit of research actually. Um, and she recommended like a um, someone, like a coach, a life coach that she was seeing at the time. And then I um, ended up giving the lady a call. And then, yeah, she obviously um, said that she could help me out. I didn't even know what goal. Because a lot of the times people go to a coach and they're like, oh, thinking that they need to have a goal. But honestly, like I just wanted to stop feeling the way that I was feeling and just yeah. sort of see, have a different light, have a different perspective. Um, so, yeah, so then I that began the journey of like change for me in terms of getting out of the old identity and then sort of seeing some, feeling something different because I got to the point where I couldn't feel my emotions. I was like, I'm not sure if a lot of people might feel this way as well, but I, I was feeling quite numb. Mm. Like I was, you know, crying or angry and all of that stuff. But in, when I when there was joy, like when there's scenarios where I experienced where I thought, oh, like this should be joy or going on holidays or being with friends or having, you know, going partying, it should feel a certain way. But I felt I, I didn't, couldn't feel it. I was just like, oh, it's all the same to me. I and mean, I still feel like sad or I still like I couldn't feel anything. Um, and that's that was one of the, the, the first things that we tried to work on. That was when I actually had to, I, I went and told my coach, I was like, you know, what are you here for? And I'm like, well, I just want to be able to feel because I feel nothing. <laughs> I don't even know, like, how do I feel happy? I don't even know what that feels like. So this that's, is the thing, right? When something has been embedded in your unconscious mind so deep that you don't even realise that it's in there, that can be one of the side effects. It can be like, yeah, whatever, it's just another day, I feel nothing. You know, the, the most amazing thing could happen for you that day and you'd be like, hmm, yeah, okay, so what's for breakfast? You know, like... Moving along, yeah. Yeah, you're not present and very distant at all times. I mean, I, I, I relate to that because I went through, you know, a very similar thing after many incidents, but it's something that a lot of people dismiss and this is the thing and I shared it just before if you're not feeling life there's something that needs to be addressed there I'm not saying you have to be in butterflies and excited all the time but 
if there's events around you that are happening for some reason you're not responding or reacting to that yeah just just check in with yourself you know speak to somebody and say why am I not happy for this person or why am I not happy for myself or how come you know my sister who I love had a baby and I don't feel anything like what's going on so I'm so glad that you again you know have the courage to reach out to somebody and say I don't know what's going on right now and I don't know what my goals are but maybe it's your job to help me find it you know mm. So it was actually quite funny. Like um, when I was going through the experience, I actually had to be like a baby and learn how to uh, like learn how to express my emotions and then understand what did that feel like. So I think there's a book. Um, oh, there was The Gifts of Imperfection by um, Brene Brown. Um, that was one of the books that I was recommended because I was a perfectionist of you know, at the time and hence like a lot of I was just sort of trying to achieve but then not attaching any emotions to it. Like even when I did change jobs, even when I got promoted and I got more money, it just felt the same. So you've um, learned to celebrate now, right? <laughs> you hit the nail, that's right. And so I had to learn, like we were doing exercises in terms, like we were, I remember we, um, uh, she'd tell me to go and um, watch, like actually plan, plan ahead, like plan for either like a, a holiday, a, a getaway or plan for um, for joy. So I would actually have to go and find videos on YouTube and actually just laugh for the sake of laughing. And it was like, it sounded so silly to me at the time. I was like, why don't I dedicate time to go and just like sit in a room and watch a video and actually laugh? But that's like the kind of training, you know, it's like when you don't know how to walk as a baby or crawl, yeah. whatever it is, actually having to learn again of how to like, what what is this emotion and how does that feel? And then sort of like over time, then things started actually connecting. And I was like, oh, that's how it feels. So this is what I like. And you're not meant to know that you're meant to, you know, I'm not going to say you're meant to, but you know, ideally, it's something that's passed down from your parents, you know, watching in a sort of stable environment, the interaction between them and laughing and getting emotional and excited about things. If it's something that, um, you know, one hasn't experienced, it's completely normal to be like, sort of dismiss it, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, I can yeah. totally and maybe people listening have no idea that that's like one of the side effects of not receiving the nurturing emotional nurturing I know that me personally as well I had a very absent emotionally um emotionally absent um set of parents so it was always like yourself you know go to school get straight A's or if not get straight A's so there was no other choice mm. and a lot of that is ingrained from like you said um from like culture as well because um uh, there's certain cultures and especially like Asian culture because of the um, suppression of emotion and not being able to show love uh, in a physical manner potentially um, then that sort of can affect people emotionally mentally physically and all of that and so that was what I was going through where I got to the point where I, like, I didn't even know what what joy felt like what why did I have to celebrate you know like you um, when when um, you talk about the dismissive thing. It's like when I achieved an A, when I got promoted, like whenever all of these things happened, um, mm. I was seeking external validation. I was seeking for my father or my sister to say like, hey, like that's a good thing. But then when you don't get the praise, then you're like sort of like, well, I just let's just keep doing more of this. Let's just go more extreme and keep doing it to the point where it's like, um, you know, the thing is you have to pat yourself on the back and you have to learn to celebrate you know, your achievements and your progress and not like rely on other people. Otherwise, you know, you can't, you can't get it from the outside. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest realizations that I've had as well. Like, you know, 
at the end of the day, we are born alone and we're going alone. So seeking that external validation for the point of filling that void isn't something that you can sustain for your whole life because this is a fact people come and go you know no matter no matter whether it's you know the course of life or you just break up friendships or relationships end or you know people move on it's gonna happen so I really love that you um just stress the importance of going within like really finding that you know that compassion and love for yourself within yourself because me personally you know I I spend a lot of time in self-care mode knowing now what it did to me when I was looking for just like yourself you know when I was a kid I used to get straight A's and I used to get praised for it and then all of a sudden you become an adult and it's like where's my praise you know I became kind of addicted to that attachment and once that didn't happen caused a bit of self-destructive behavior and like yourself turned a bit numb and I'm like huh what's what's the connection here you know so for people that are listening um just become aware of that you know I'm not saying go live in a temple and a mountain and you know like become a yogi all on your own you don't have to do that you can do um you know and practice these things within the space that you're in right now just taking that moment to get really centered and present with yourself and um you know just celebrating within your own mind could be a little win could be a big win but celebrate that so important so important yeah so important <laughs> yeah I'm just celebrating in my own mind at the moment <laughs> she's having a party <laughs> yeah that's one of the things is like as I as I go on this journey more and I'm more open to like uncertainty and the unknown and I feel that um a lot and and even presently as in um, Melbourne Australia we're going through a lockdown at the moment um and I mean it's I know there's a lot of suffering out there and I feel that as well and there's a lot of anger but at the same time um, the party is happening in my mind in terms of like you know I control that um, you know this is like my vision or this is how I sort of want my life to play out at least you know at the moment Um, and having sort of you know being able to go through a growth journey getting the support that I needed um, I'm able to access that uh, within myself so I don't depend on the external um, or whatever's happening in the world to create my own happiness. It's something that I've chosen and that I've been trained now, um, you know, obviously over time to just um, create that sort of world that I can that I can feel fulfilled within myself and that I don't need anything else. Yeah, and I love that, you know, because to me, you know, one of my biggest, one of the people that I love and that I look up to is Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he says it, you know, your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. So if you can come to peace and make that journey from your head into your heart, live from that space without any fear of what's going to happen, because life is going to happen no matter what you work on, you know, the challenges are coming. And the thing is, you can look at them as problems or challenges, but they're coming. Did we see 2020 coming? Absolutely not. You know, absolutely not. But, and I do like yourself, I feel for people that, um, you know, are scared to look in the mirror because at the end of the day, that's what it's come down to you know I've had a lot of people um, make complaints about things but at the end of the day we all have a choice to take that stance on what perspective we want to look at this from you know Mm -hmm. myself personally and I know that you've you know dived into this sort of path as well what is it that you actually want to do in life you know yes we've got to make a living yes we want things yes you know I know that you've recently you know um, made a big commitment in your life taking the next step into um, you know that part of your life but like what is it that you really want to do in life you know I think it's forced us all to go 
Like I've never been sent to my room until now. Now I've been sent to my room for many months to really think about what it is that I want to do with myself, you know. And yeah, it's it's so important to have that just just to have that centering perspective and really really get clear on like what do you want to be remembered for if you want to be remembered for being the best mum on earth do that if you want to be remembered for you know being the person that changes a million people's lives do that but just do something that's coming from your heart that's mm. I think the biggest thing that I've learned from 2020 has it been easy no you know at the beginning like yourself and many other people it was really um unstabling because like what do you do the planet just shut down you know one of my biggest things was traveling but yeah that's exactly, you mm. know exactly so yeah if we can get to you know with everything that we've been through already and you know you've been through a lot how is it that we've been able to shift that perspective you know is there something in the fact that we've decided to dive inwards i absolutely think there is mm. and sometimes like even though well, first of all, two things. If you don't know what it is that you want to do or that you love, that's when obviously seek support. And maybe it is, like even for myself, because of all the mental clutter and all the emotional turmoil that I had been through, sometimes it is that first phase of actually clearing that out mm-hmm. as a very first step. Because if you have so much going on and so much chaos in your mind and you're always constantly in there, um, you know, and not fully expressing that out, then that's going to inhibit you from seeing whatever vision it is that you want to see or to to really connect with um, what it is that fills you up with joy as well. Um, So sometimes that could be like a first step. For other people, they could be um, already knowing that, oh, they're very clear on what that is they want to do. They just need a strategy. Mm. And so then obviously you can lean into that. But also the person who is the most flexible and adaptable to the changing environment and landscape that we're in, that's the person who wins. So, for example, it's not actually uh, like what you imagine if you're someone who's very clear and wants to move forward. And like myself, I was like, I'm going to go um, after I recently got married and I, I had had all these plans to go. <laughs> yes, thank you. It's a big step, uh, especially obviously from my past and fear of commitment. But um, I, uh, yeah, like the, uh, I had a, I had a plans to go on one year travel. And I wanted to travel the world and, you know, spend that time really just um, get gaining knowledge and different perspectives about the world. And obviously that's gone, you know, out the window at the moment. But um, it's, you know, being adaptable in that you, if you know what you want, the thing is it may not be the picture that you want and that, you know, not to get caught up in that, but to be able to be flexible and adaptable to if things are changing, can you within that scape? still be able to do what you want to do or do what you enjoy or love but just you know it might not be the picture that you painted initially you might have to like change a few things around and still get that experience but it doesn't have to be relying on the borders have to open in order for me to travel you know maybe it is that um, I just go on an adventure and and find the joys within that locally you know or can I make the connections um, in a in different ways like yourself and I we have like you know this kind of connection is really beautiful um, and um, and that's already an adventure with me uh, in terms of myself. Like it's having these kind of relationships is, um, brings me a lot of joy and adventure. Um, so it's finding different ways of um, having sort of filling you up 
um, but it may not be the picture of what you want to, but not to get so attached to that, which is, that's the hard thing about life is that a lot of people are like, oh, you know, like 2020, 2021, all of these things that ruined my life, it, you know, yeah, but I mean, it is what it is. So what are you, you going to do about it? I can feel and I can see where they're coming from, but, you know, I love the way you placed all of that. Have that vision beyond the vision. Have that dream and go for it. Reverse engineer it as much as you can, but know that you have to become a chameleon sometimes and just adapt. If you can't go to France tomorrow, because, you know, I was meant to be on a plane to Mexico the day before Australia shut down. I got into, you know, one of the things that absolutely saved my life was hypnotherapy and meditation. I was able to go inwards and just really go on that journey within myself. And, you know, with the, with your imagination, you can travel Mexico like nonstop. I'm not saying it, it's exactly the same as the real thing. Obviously, yeah. that's completely different. But what can you do to adapt to a situation that's completely out of your control? Like, I couldn't do anything about that. I was, you know, literally supposed to be sitting on a plane ready to, you know, have tequila shots and tacos in really hot weather but you just have to like find a way to maneuver that within your mind first you know and I truly believe that someone said it to me a while ago you know you get the opportunity to dream twice once in your mind in your mind movie and once in reality when you bring that into the 3d world so do that if you can't do that in the 3d world now plan it in your mind you know put it out there because this is temporary everything is life is temporary if you sit there and spend the next 5 10 15 20 years in a state of confusion and you know distraught and just emotionally blocked I guarantee you that's not going to serve you at all I mean Pauline you're only here because you did the work you know you, you went in and you realized you came to consciousness of okay that event really like messed me up for a little while what can I do to shift that how do I do that and I know now that you know you're really passionate about sharing your voice and um, making sure that if someone out there is in need like you're available you know just mm. I couldn't have done it with mentors or coaches or sorry without mentors or coaches myself so yeah if you are listening um again just ask just reach out <laughs> yeah and that's the, like the, the the thing about like um you and I as well is that you know after going through like certain crises and that now like even for myself I know that I didn't have a voice before there was a point where like I was 26 and I was like you know I felt like there was something in my throat and I couldn't express my emotions I couldn't you know I didn't do any public speaking I wasn't sharing my story like I was really living behind the closed doors um and and like what's really beautiful is that you know now I'm actually able to open up my voice and just sort of speak from the heart there was no way at all that I would have been doing this or talking to anyone in public or being on any recordings or videos like I do now um if it wasn't through sort of the growth and the and the realizations and you know things that I've gone through and that's the thing is that like it's um you know, it's life can be so wonderful when you've actually allowed yourself to really lean in and, um, you know, open up what it is that's sort of holding you back. And then you're able to, once you get through that, there's a new horizon. And then you can really feel like for me, that's why I'm so passionate about like freedom and fulfillment and all that and fear to to that kind of transformation is because, yeah. um, you know, I found it within myself because I've gone on this sort of journey with like lots of support and lots of um, knowledge to be able to feel like, oh, now I don't have to feel like I'm stuck in here, in here, in my body and like no voice. Um, and, you know, I know that like there's a lot of people who are maybe of Asian descent or, you know, other nationalities where it is normal in the culture to suppress the voice. 
and that, you know, you have to be equal and you've got to pay respects to the hierarchy and whatever it is that goes on. Um, there's a lot of that kind of social conditioning, um, you know, but if you can really find the power within yourself, um, you know, to and, and also to allow having the support and asking for help and all of that allows you to do that. I can tell you that on the other side, it bloody feels amazing. Like to be able to just speak your mind freely, allow your body to express what it does, um, you know, and that's really liberating. That's like what true um, true power and fulfillment is all about or, or freedom. You know, people always think freedom. That means like, oh, maybe I have to travel the world to like 170 countries or, you know, there's different ways that people interpret what freedom is. Um, yeah. for, for me personally, though, the freedom is in the mind, in the body, in the spirit, in the heart, all of that. Once you can align all of that, you're free. You, you feel free. But it's a very, you know, like it's... um abstract can be abstract to people to be like what like you you're free like what does that mean <laughs> it's so true and I love how you shared you know fear to freedom that's really empowering because there's a lot of people that sit in fear and still live in fear and choose to stay in fear without realizing that they can literally flick the switch and just like that they can make a decision and go in a completely different direction you know the whole reason I started this podcast was because I was thinking to myself one day um we some for some reason as adults we forgot to start telling stories like we did as kids we forgot to share we forgot to really just use our voice and be loud and you know be like kids are just they don't have any filters they've got no grasp on their unconscious mind they just basically like you ask them a question and so they'll say yep you're you've got a muffin top there's no filter there's no fear you know I want people to be able to have somewhere to speak into existence whatever it is that they want love and care about and not feel shame not feel like they have to please anybody and you know this is the whole reason I started this crisis the courage podcast but like yourself if someone had said to me four years ago that I'd be doing this I would have seriously laughed at them and asked them what drugs are you on because you know um it's been a journey it's been a journey of um just diving deep and like you said to reach that state of ultimate alignment within yourself I love that that is exactly you know how I see the word freedom like you said some people it might mean oh you know I'm financially free and all of that there's nothing wrong with that I welcome abundance all around but mm -hmm. Being able to just look at yourself in the mirror for me, this is a big thing. And every morning and saying, I love you and mean it, that I think is one of the most powerful things that you can, you know, do within yourself to reach that that state of freedom within yourself, you know. Mm. It's um yeah, it, it's something that we're not taught at schools and I wish it was, no. you know, because sometimes it's not something you learn in the home. And certainly, you know, I can't say it's been terrible, but there were many things and everybody's doing the best they can that yeah. I wish were being taught to children at that ripe age where you were, you know, between the age of one and seven, when we're, when we're in that state of hypnosis, yeah. um, that some people aren't taught. And if they don't receive it in the home, they don't receive it in the school and they don't have supportive friends, it's no wonder that we're all in a state of depression. And like, I love that you said, use your voice because expression is literally the opposite of depression. So let's get people's talking about it, you know. Um, yeah. I don't care if you get in front of me and I'm sure you don't mind either if we sit there for hours and hours, as long as you get to share what it is that is in your heart. Um, and right. just, just live from that space. So yeah, I yeah. love it. Fear to freedom. That's amazing. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh, like yeah, it's um yeah, and and there was some other point, but I've lost it now. Um, 
it's gone at the moment. That's okay. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> so much more to dive into you with. Um, but for now, um, I guess, yeah, let's um, let's let's schedule a time and come back because I know we can go so much deeper with the journeys that we've been on. We've really summarized that in maybe 30 to 40 minutes, which is not enough time to put together for everyone listening. Some of the things mm-hmm. that might help them, you know, um, and maybe give them some strategies as well on how to do that. But if um, I'm going to ask you one question. If today was your last day and you had one message to give to the world, what would that be and why? You know, we only have one life, um, many, many opportunities, and we're only here for a short time. We never know when that time will be, when the time will be up for us. Um, I just want to really tell people to en- encourage them to really just go and live life on their own terms, whatever that is for them. Um, find what it is that fills them up, that uh, fills them with joy, that they love to do. Um, and if you feel like you're in fear or whatever it is that's holding you back, just get rid of it and move forward and really just embrace that because um one of the things that a lot of people fear as well is the fear of regret. And you've got to really take yourself to that moment where, you know, if you're lying on, this is going to be a bit more, but, but I'm just going to say it anyway, is that if you're lying on your deathbed, like what is what it is that, you know, you want to um, really leave behind and, you know, you want to really embrace what you've done and be proud of your journey. And that is really to, to connect with what it is that you love. So if you ever feel like... Um, you know, what it is or what's your purpose and all of these things. I just want to say, just go out there and do what you love um, and just just be. And that's the real way that you're going to be able to be yourself and find out who you really are. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. You know, go find whatever it is that is within your heart's desire. And like Pauline said, we don't know when time is up. Time could be up in five minutes. Time could be up in, you know, 50 years, whatever that is for you right here right now is the perfect time to just think about that and do whatever you need to do to you know live in alignment with that so look I think Pauline is somebody that a lot of you will want to connect with and if they do want to reach out to you how can they find you Pauline? They can reach out to me through um, I'm active on Instagram and Facebook so on Instagram it's Pauline J2F and on Facebook just Pauline Vuong and that's the best way to to connect at the moment I'm still setting up my ecosystem in terms of like website and all of the other admin things that I've got to do Um, but yeah I mean if you want the real connection and you really want to get to know me or how I can help you then the best way is just to reach out and connect to me through those channels there you go guys I'll pop links in the comments as well so you guys can reach Pauline that way Um, and you know if all that fails you can always just pick up the phone and call like we used to back in the old days (laughs) yes Um, Thank you so much, Pauline, for sharing your time and sharing parts of your journey. I can't wait to go deeper with you. I know that there's, um, you know, so many people out there that are experiencing, feeling and thinking a lot of the things that you've already been through. So why not speak to someone that's walked the path and can teach you and sort of guide you and nurse you and just, I don't know, give you the opportunity to live the life that you want on your terms and reach your level of freedom, whatever that is, you know. So, yeah, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you, Margaret. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for all of you guys listening as well. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of Emerge From Your Box podcast. Until the next episode, take care.